On this episode of the Fated Golf Podcast, John and I have Scott and Sean Bush on uh, both Big Ten collegiate golfers, and Sean is currently on the Latin American Tour. We get into their path into playing college golf as well as in uh, professional golf, and uh, just have a good time chatting about what it takes to get on to the next level. Hope you guys enjoy it. I've got this one about two balls out to the right. I'm telling you, man, it's a speed putt. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 23, season two of the Faded Golf Podcast. My name is Mark Julien. Joined, as always, with uh, John Falkenberg. John, what's happening? What's up? Uh, excited to um, have a couple guests on the show, and, and I'm going to have you introduce them because you were able to uh, corral them and convince them that recording themselves um, for a podcast sounded like a good idea. So I'll let you do the introduction. So, so yeah, I'll introduce two of the guys that have the same disease that we have. It's the addiction to golf, Mark. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, two brothers, uh, Sean. Bush and uh, Scott Bush. Um, uh, one is currently uh, a professional golfer on the Latin America tour. Um, he's down in Georgia right now. And um, uh, Scott is also a golf enthusiast, played at Purdue with uh, Tyler Duncan and Adam Shank. So these guys are uh, quite, went quite to uh, an elite level playing golf far past a couple hacks like uh, Mark and I, but uh, guys go ahead and say hello. And, you know, we'll um, start drilling you guys with just very <laughs> detailed questions. Be ready. I hope you yeah, have thanks. Notes. Thanks. Can't thanks for wait. having us on. <laughs> Although I will say uh, this is Scott. Uh, appreciate you putting me in the category of elite, but we're all aware that that's <laughs> not the case. You have elite <laughs> moments. <laughs> Elite, I mean, elite swing speed. How about that? That's fact. <laughs> I'm, I'm just here as a fan, and uh, you know, I don't, I don't get to talk to Sean on the phone much. So this is about the only excuse yeah, I have to is... do it. <laughs> this is good. Hey, true. any excuse to get the brothers together, right? It's good. So it's good family bonding. It's a bonding. Yeah. So Sean, I, I know you know what you've told me. You you uh, grew up in West Lafayette, and you played uh, collegiate golf at Ohio State, and then. Um, You've been in a, a the, professional hey, golfer ever the, since. That's the Ohio <laughs> State to you, John. I don't say Sorry. that. I don't say that. But, <laughs> Read um, your notes, guys. Read your notes. <laughs> so we'll start We'll start with you, Sean. Why don't you give us your background, how you started in golf, uh, how much yeah. your brothers, you know, how, how you guys came up together playing and just hear a little background on yeah. it. So uh, I started playing – I don't even know, probably like six or seven years old, as long as I can remember. Helps having Scott, who's four years older than me, who always took the game pretty seriously, and I kind of tried to hang out with him and guys his age and play with them, which probably helped me a lot growing up. Mm -hmm. But I also played football, basketball all through high school. I played golf for about three months a year until college, and I really – didn't even have college looks until I was about a junior in high school and made the U.S. Junior Am. And that's when things – that's when I started to kind of look at it like, oh, okay, I can take this pretty seriously and kind of been all in ever since. 
correct, right? You, you, um, so wh- you, why did you decide Ohio State? I know you've, we talked about this somewhat. So, I mean, you have Purdue literally in your backyard. I've been to your house. Yeah. It's, like, it's in your backyard. It is literally. Camping and Ak- Ackerman, like you could walk a block to it. It's right there. Yep. So what um, made, what was the decision to go to Ohio State? Well, Donnie Dar, who recruited me at Ohio State, I loved that guy, and we clicked pretty well. So that was probably the major factor. Also, both my parents went to Purdue. Both my older brothers went to Purdue. I grew up in the backyard. Thought it might be good for my uh, development as a whole to maybe get out of my backyard for a little while. So, like yeah. Explore the world. Kind of all bit. those factors. Yeah. I Did do. You... It was tough, though, because I do love the Purdue golf courses. Grew up playing there. Still yeah. go back and play a lot. And let's be you... honest, guys. He had some giant shoes to fill if he went to Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> I didn't want to be walking in shadows my whole time there. <laughs> so, so when you went. For myself. So you went to Ohio State. Did you get to play like Jack's course? And did you get to play all yep. the awesome courses around town there? Yeah, they uh, treated us pretty well in Columbus. We played Scioto and Muirfield at least a couple times every year. Played out at the golf club. Um, and then Jack still stays somewhat involved with the program. He had us down to the Bears Club for a spring break trip my senior year. And you know, met with him. Oh, that's pretty ate, cool. Ate a few meals with him and stuff, so that was pretty awesome. That had yeah. to be sweet. What was that what was cool. he like? He was smaller than you'd imagine. I think he shrunk about six inches from his prime. Um, <laughs> but he was he was a great guy, straight shooter. Wasn't afraid to. Uh, he made some comment. Our coach said we were like qualifying out there and. He was like, fresh off the plane, you're going to make these kids qualify at a course they've never seen before and <laughs> throwing out some, some shade early. So that was funny. He had had the players' backs before he even met us. That was good. That's good. I like it. Did he – Did I mean, when you – did you – did he come watch you guys play? You guys just had dinners with him and uh, – and... We ate lunch with him a couple times. He watched us, like, tee off. And uh, Gary Nicholas actually played with us. Oh. So that was cool. That's cool. Did you beat Gary? Yeah. Uh, I don't remember. I'm going to guess no. I think I shot about 77 on the Bears Club that day. <laughs> that course is tough, isn't it? It is, yeah. It was amazing, though. We pulled in. We almost ran over Keegan Bradley on our way in. Rory's <laughs> getting out of his uh, Rory's getting out of his Ferrari in the lot. And then as we're walking in to go eat with uh, – Jack Nicholas, Michael Jordan walks in off the 18th green. I was like, all right, where the hell am I? <laughs> wow. When was, what year was that? Day. Shit. What year is that? That was, that was 2016. Oh, wow. Man. So how old are you, Sean? You're... I just turned 27. Wow. Last week. Wow. Um, so, so, so when you – Go ahead, John. So when you uh, – graduated Ohio State what made you say hey I'm gonna give it a run and was that in your mind the whole time while you were at Ohio State like I mean were were you intent on giving it a chance to go Um, make it it was honestly it was not in my mind the whole time um more like my last two years kind of took me a while to 
first couple years, I, you know, you show up and you're not the the best kid there for once in your life. takes takes a little while to feel like you belong, I guess. And then uh, I just kept getting better every year. And by my junior year, I made USAM my senior year and was playing well and realized I think I could do this for a living. And I can't think of a better way to try to make a living or a more fun way. So, would you? How'd you do at USAM? Uh, not great. I missed the cut to match play. Okay. Did yeah. uh, was that? Um, how does how does so? What is? Is it like a sectional qualify? How does it work? The USA. Yeah, there's. I think it's only 18 holes now, but back then it was one day, 36 hole qualifier. Just they have qualifiers all over the country. Like I played it at Campin, I think there were three spots available. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. You did you get in that Scott? Did you go that? Did you try it as well to get in that qualifier there? I never tried it. I never tried to go pro. Um, my my college career was unlike Sean's, where he kept getting better and better. Uh, seemed like I plateaued somewhere in there, and I started thinking about. Uh, like those old commercials say, I'm one of those NCAA athletes that went pro <laughs> in something other than golf. <laughs> hey, you know, though there is plenty of time to peak in your 40s. Trust, hey, trust, John, trust John and I. We have peaked in our 40s, and you have plenty of time. Early to 40s. Too. Early 40s. Early, yeah. early. So, Mark, Mark had this. We were talking after a, we did a pod, actually, last night, and yeah. Mark was like, he was getting serious. I don't know if he had a couple space dust in him. I, I don't know, but he he goes, <laughs> he goes, he goes. You think if I had a full year round coach, swing coach, mental coach, had uh, unlimited time to <laughs> devote, what do you think I could do? <laughs> he was serious. I was so serious. Don't I'm forget like, the full time trainer. Full time yeah, trainer. Nutritionist. Well, hey, let's let's back up then, because here's so here's here's Sean that is grinding for how long have you been trying to be a pro now? Three, four years. This is, yeah, probably a little over three years. Okay, so do you have a swing coach? Um, yes, I work with Dan McCarthy in down in South Florida. Uh-huh. I've been probably only been going to him for about a year. Okay. Maybe a year and a half, but before that, I hadn't taken a lesson since I was about eighteen. So okay, so, I got yeah. to a point where I realized I need someone to bounce some ideas off of. <laughs> sure, and and so so for about a year, how often do you work with him? Um, not as much as I would like because I'm not in Florida year round. Right, I probably take Dan. He does, you mean he doesn't follow somewhere you around? The yeah, I uh, I can't quite pay him for that, but uh, I've probably taken ten lessons from him, something like that. Okay, <clears throat> so you got that, and then I mean, uh, from a nutrition standpoint, training standpoint, <laughs> yeah, woo, right? Here is nutrition how, standpoint. How's, how's your How's your diet right now? <laughs> it is terrible. You're talking to the wrong guy. I yeah. might not be the best ambassador for this, but uh, yeah, yeah, well, I eat you, a lot of fast but food. If you, but if you met him. Like Mark, he's like a, he, I mean, he's like a thin rail. He's well, he how tall are you? Six three, six four. Yeah, you probably I've walk been a six golf three, one seven. 
He's four, six, five, three, one seventy five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you walk a golf course what at least four days a week? Uh, on tournament weeks, yeah. I probably yeah. say on average, I walk three days a week, something like yeah. that. So something like that. I never walk when I don't have to. Okay. <laughs> you don't walk when you don't have to. Okay. But you yeah. know, I mean, you're, you're, you're obviously outside. You're, you're getting exercise. You're still pretty dang young. Your metabolism hasn't caught up to you, which is fine. Um, and, yeah, and, yeah, that. and, and, and with the whopping thousand dollars you won in prize money last year, I understand why, <laughs> um, you know, uh, being able to hire a nutritionist or a trainer probably isn't the case, but what, I mean, based on, Obviously, what you've seen around you, um, other guys, what other guys are doing, other guys that have maybe uh, made their way up to, um, obviously, some the tours, you know, as you go way up. Like, yep. what, what are things that you're, like, kind of taking as tips from these guys and trying to follow some rituals or routines? Because, I mean, we, we obviously all can learn from each other just by observing. So, what have you observed, Yep. right, that, that has I mean, helped you out? I mean, there's – there's a million different ways to do it. There's guys out there, you know, intermittent fasting while they're walking 18 holes and yeah. all sorts of strict diets and a bunch of different ways to do it. I don't know. I'm a diet is I, not, I stick to not Sean's forte. <laughs> yeah. Well, so when we exercise we had, wise, yeah, go ahead. Um, I've, I had some like back issues in college when I was doing Olympic lifting and like real heavy lifting. Yeah. So I kind of do like only resistance band workouts and stretch and yoga. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's made me hit the ball farther than any weight I've ever lifted. But I also never got too big. So don't really know. Yeah. I'm, I can relate. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Mark Mark was nicknamed Beaker. <laughs> so you're saying we're not going to see uh, the ten things Sean Bush does in the morning to make yeah. himself no. a PGA Tour player? It is player. extremely uninspiring. So wow. it, you're not Can't going to read another one of those, those articles. So, Wakes I mean... up, scrolls Twitter for 12 minutes. Well... <laughs> so, you don't so, have, so you don't eat bacon, eggs, three protein shakes for breakfast. And then for lunch, have peanut butter and jelly and two protein shakes. And then for dinner, have a steak and a potato. You're not on the, you're not on the Bryson strategy here right not now? Not quite. I'm usually like, you know, a couple cliff bars for breakfast, trail mix at the turn. That's about how I start the day. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so, like so you've been on, you've been on the uh, Latin America tour and you've been on some of the other mini tours um and so what do you think like you're kind of a veteran at it i mean you've been going around quite a bit you've been all over south america and maybe we'll get into that a little bit but i kind of want to know what do you notice in like the guys that you've been you know playing with that the first or second year that actually made it on the tour because you you were telling me before you knew a couple guys that you were playing with and all of a sudden they just got hot and they went on so what did you – what happened? Like, what, what do you see as that difference maker of, like, guys all of a sudden, okay, they're ready to go? Is it is it just luck and timing or they got hot? I just think Mark and I have a – Most of it is just guys get hot at the right time. Uh, that's a little bit of it, but those guys that got hot at the right time were also extremely good. Like, 
the guys I've seen make it quickly from these development tours to the next level were studs in college, and they were highly ranked amateurs and came out ready to win year one. And then there's some people that takes a little longer to feel comfortable and like you're the best player there and to compete. And I, you look at a guy like Joel Dahman played, I don't know, three or four years on Canada, maybe or two or three years and barely kept his card, then was competing and then finished top five and got his web card. And now he's, cruising on the PGA tour. So it's, it's different for everybody. There's a lot of guys that, as you know, the access to the PGA tour is pretty hard straight out of college. Even if you are a top 10 amateur, you have so many sponsor exemptions to try to go earn a tour card. And if you don't do it that way, then you got to start pretty much like everyone else and go to Q school for Latin or Canada. Yeah. And, but when it's, when guys like that, there were huge amateur players get on, they're competing at even at like 23 years old and stuff. So are they just, I mean, is this like Joel Dom? I mean, by the way, I love that guy. Um, he, the way he just struts around, he's got that huge like cop stash. He just, he's, Oh yeah. I, 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 I think I, I just would like the guy, but so what made him just get over the hump? Did he just start believing more? I mean, cause he's evidently a great player. I mean, guy can score low as shit. Did yeah. He just, I, I don't really know. I'm sure it's just like it was in them there the whole time, but you got to play enough and see results, believe in yourself a little bit, and then that kind of pushes you over the edge once you know, all right, I've seen myself do this in competition. I know I can do it. Yeah. That kind of inspires you to keep working and know you're onto something, I guess. So what are you working on right now? Like what what is – or, you know, you've obviously you mentioned that you brought on a swing coach about a year ago. Um, mm-hmm. what are things that you're working on right now to, to obviously keep moving, uh, in a positive direction? Um, big thing for me is always like distance wedge play. That's what I see a lot of that, like the guys that are going low every week on these tours, they're pin high every time inside of a hundred yards perfectly. And I've always drove it long and straight and that's an advantage, but still trying to get the, the strokes gained with, with the wedges up a little, and uh, I think I'll be on to something good. Okay. But specifically, I've been working on – I actually just kind of tweaked my setup a little in the last few days even and made a large impact quickly in my game. I was kind of sitting back in my heels at a dress and wiping it and fixed that up, and I'm – Hitting it way better now. So, Scott, you taught him one thing with the driver. Hey, long speed. That's all you need, guys, is speed. <laughs> Swing hard. Swing hard. Yeah, I uh, did. I did Scotty, get that from him. Try to chase him. Scotty swings hard for sure. Do we, well, now, when that, we played, say, when we played with Tyler, um, Scott, would I mean, anytime he was inside 100, probably 20 yards. I mean, did he hit a bad wedge all day? You know, I don't he, think he did. If he one, did, I don't remember it. Um, number one, that was it. But he yeah. still had a he still had a bacon, egg, and cheese in his mouth. But he was – it was it was only number one. He, like, he had a little pull. But other than that, it, his wedges were just like – they were like eight feet every time. Yeah. Like six to eight feet. And then kick-ins. A couple kick-ins, yeah. 
Yeah, that we. That's the one thing I noticed, Sean. Uh, too, what I, I we I don't get to play with professional golfers and that caliber that often, but his wedge game was the number one thing I noticed with him. Yeah, it was the yep. number one. <clears throat> it's um, it's pretty cool to see. Like, hey, how do you? It seems like a part of the game, though. You could, I mean, put enough work in, and get better it's not like something you have to hit farther it's all just absolutely it's not like relearning a swing or anything it's no. just well and you, it sounds like you grew up feel. playing other sports and things too so i mean that's there's some innate probably uh, ability that you have that that obviously transfers to a degree whether it's from basketball or whatever so um yeah i think you know i think that's where we, we see probably john and i were talking about this last night too you know, you get some of these just natural athletes out there, whether it's like Fowler or uh, DJ or whoever, and you can just tell that they just have just almost like a nonchalant, like just athletic touch ability. And I think back in the day, like if we go really back in the day, that's why these guys that played with shitty equipment were so good too. They just had this hand-eye coordination and a touch that um, you basically can't teach, right? Yeah. We were were talking about Go ahead, Sean. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, yeah, people are getting super analytical with the game and numbers. And, I mean, shit, people are putting on TrackMan now. Um, <laughs> I, try to, I try to draw from other sports and, like, just trying to be an athlete out there as much as possible. Like, yeah. like shooting a basketball. You're not like, all right, how many feet am I inside the three-point line? How hard do I have to hit this? It's just point and shoot and try to let your athletic ability take over and kind of yeah. – play that way we were talking about tom watson yesterday mark and yep how like you know what he went eight majors or nine i think it was eight but he had the most incredible repeatable iron swing it was just guys every one plane just just single plane so simple and um every time he was a he wasn't the best putter though but um he was just so consistent with his iron play amazing i don't know it's just, it's just always interesting one thing that um you know john and i were talking about last night too was you know what can like the average joe golfer take away and learn from you know guys on tour you know obviously watching i, I assume you watched uh the pga over the weekend oh yeah that was great um you know, what, what's something that, so if you're, if you're watching that and you're thinking to yourself, okay, I want to play great this week and you're watching like Morikawa come down the stretch or really any of those guys that are in the hunt, you know, what are you trying to like learn or take away from that? Obviously the coverage is the coverage. You're not going to see everything, but what, what are you trying to take away when you're watching these guys that are playing at this elite level? Um, a little bit of it is, like how guys manage themselves around the course, like watching Tiger play at a major is just like the perfect representation of like being on the fat side of the hole. He just has a game plan and executes it. And it's kind of awesome to watch. You see a pin location and you know exactly where this guy's aiming and you watch the ball end up there. Like, I don't know. Cause Sunday pins, 
you know they're going to be crazy. You see which ones they're attacking, which ones they're not, and you can kind of figure out why and why not. And that's one thing I try to learn. Mm-hmm. How big of a how big a shit sandwich did Brooks Kepka eat after talking <laughs> shit before the round? That was tough. <laughs> I kind of loved to see it though, because uh, I didn't like him saying that stuff about DJ. I love DJ. I mean, well, the, the stuff he was talking was just like, dude, I don't, I, yeah, like, I, I think it was, he's like on the leaderboard. I think there's a guy on there with one of the major. He wouldn't even say Dustin's name. And then, you know, he's yeah. the only guy he's referring to is Dustin Johnson. I think Jason yeah. Day was up there too, but it's like, like guy in two majors. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think it's, it's just tough to kind of talk shit in golf. It's just so hard, especially at this talent level, this high. It's just, you know, it's not much different though if you really think about it. Like, especially I don't know, do you guys watch the Jordan documentary? The, oh yeah, right? absolutely. So, you know, if you really think about it, like Jordan would motivate himself, and I mean, he had that one story where he basically made shit up, right, about like the guy that was <laughs> yeah. guarding him, just to like, <laughs> just to basically pump himself up to get pissed off enough to play well the next day. And I don't know, maybe. Maybe I'm giving Brooks too much credit, but I, I the way that he there's carries that. himself, there's something, there's something to that. The way he carries himself with just the swagger and the arrogance, I, yeah, I and always a chip on it, his shoulder, yeah, and always a chip on his shoulder. I actually don't think it's about the other. Well, maybe initially it was just the chip, right? But now he just like owns it, and he's like, you yeah. know what? This is what I'm going to use as my motivation. I'm just going to be like. I want to beat everybody's head in and I think I can. And he's, it's self-motivating more than it is probably trying to talk down and talk shit about anybody else. He's, he's doing it to pump himself up. And I don't know. I, he seemed like a nice guy to me. He just, but the, the, yeah. the, the fact that he is um, just the straight shooter in those interviews is just awesome. And I mean, the fact that he's afraid of ants just as much as Bryson, it's great too. Um, so <laughs> I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I I love him. I really do like him, but I just love it when he has to eat a shit sandwich. It's like we got buddies that yeah. talk shit. You guys got buddies that talk shit. That when you're playing golf and you know gambling and stuff, guys you love to beat that talk all kinds of crap. You want to be competing against those guys, and so yep. I think Brooks plays that just that you know that perfect part. That, yeah, it's way better than him just answering the questions the same way everyone else does in the media. It's right. it's good for the game. A little more entertaining. Love it. Besides, you know, somebody just trying to portray a, a brand when uh, Bryson got mad at, <laughs> mad, mad at uh, the cameraman because he he kept on filming him after he was pissed off. I'm like, dude, that's who you are. Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it was a tough, tough scene. Yeah. So, um, so how did – so you guys, you guys play some golf together, right? Uh, when – Speaking of talking smack, I remember when we, yeah, we played some golf together growing up. Unfortunately, did not overlap in in high school or college, so never got to be teammates or anything. But I do remember, I think I was probably a senior at Purdue, and he was an incoming freshman. And uh, I felt like still fairly confident that I could beat him. And our competition, you know, normally it's, you know, a little friendly wager here and there, and, and this one was that whoever beat the other person had to say something on Twitter to the effect that the other was oh, yeah. better than them at everything and who won that day. 
And I, I think that I was the one who instigated the bet and proceeded to just get trounced for 18 holes. <laughs> that was a good one. I forgot about that. It's a pretty humbling moment. I, well, I was going to ask, I'm like, sure I the biggest the wager? I was going to ask you guys, you know, being at the top of your game, you know, what's the biggest wager situation you, you found yourself in? And I think you already answered the question. So <laughs> that's huge. That was big. I'm sure there was, there's, there's, oh, I mean, you guys tee it up. I guarantee you, till this day, it's still just freaking like, I want to beat each other. You guys, like, there's no way there's not a whole back of competitors. Cause I played, I played, I played with Scott, I played with Sean. Both of you guys, you don't like to lose. Yeah. I try to say that I don't care anymore. And then I get to the golf course and I just can't turn it off. <laughs> the, the the disease kicks in. Yeah, it's like it, it, it happens. Like you always want to play your best. So it's it's actually it's just hey, that's the best part. It's why John and I even talk about this shit and record it. So yep. it's like so yep. so um, Scott, you um, you played Purdue four years. You got to play with uh, a couple guys that are doing okay. I live uh, vicariously through. Through my old teammates and my brother now, guys. So, how was it? So, you told me, and you can kind of just tell the story a little bit, but I was like, did you know these guys were going to be professional golfers? Like, were they going to be a PJ Tour player? You you told me that there was a confidence in, I think, at least Tyler, but maybe you saw it more in Adam that, you know, you thought maybe more so he would be. But Tyler would tell you, like, I'm going to be a, a Tour player or something to that effect. I mean, he just yeah. always had a confidence about him, right? Yeah, he he kind of did. Um, going, you know, we took he he was my year at Purdue. We took every class together and uh, hung out a lot. And there was never he never went to a job fair. He never did any of that. <laughs> I mean, it was always I'm going pro, and that's what I'm going to do. Um, he was a great student. Don't get me wrong. He 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 probably carried me through some classes. Um, but he was always driven, always had, you know, kind of his, the PGA tour in his sights. Um, I remember he even kind of later, I think maybe his junior year, uh, was his only, I guess, down year at Purdue. And, you know, when that happens, a lot of college players will take an internship or do something else. And he never wavered you know he has his process he works with his uncle um and they're just when he gets focused on something uh it's pretty fun to watch because he's got a determination that you don't see much in other people do you did you see like i mean did other people around him like believe he could do it did coaches other teammates did you i mean did you were you like like this guy's gonna be on tour i mean sure if you saw you know, Wolf, uh, Matt Wolf or Victor Hovland, like, yeah, they're probably going to be playing on Sunday. Um, yeah, I guess, on, I guess my, my honest answer was I probably not. I mean, he wasn't out winning every college golf tournament and just doing things that, you know, I guess our era was more, you know, when Illinois had a great team, we, we caught the tail end of Ricky Fowler's career. You know, we heard all those names floating around and knew they'd be great. Uh, caught the beginning of Jordan. 
so you know those guys were good early and had success early and they didn't have to do any mini tours they just got right on the pga tour uh whereas tyler uh he he did it the way that sean's doing it you know he came out of college with a pretty good amount of success but not a ton uh had had no status anywhere had to go fight his way onto the latin america tour did that for a while played some west florida events finally got to the web.com tour or corn ferry um played on there for a few years and then finally caught his break so it was it was definitely not hey we know for sure tyler's gonna be on the pj tour i mean he had to work for it and get a lot better did he get his card uh, at the tour championship down in Victoria. Is that how he got it where he qualified in the top 25? Yes, I believe that's correct. I believe that's correct. Cause Shank did that too, right? But he did it a year earlier, I believe. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> he did it a little bit before him. Um, but they both kind of, they both kind of hit at the same time, which I think for them, was fun because they get, they travel together and um, their wives are friends. So it makes it pretty easy to, uh, I would say the going from Latin America to corn Ferry to PGA tour schedule. Um, I think that their, their travel has gotten way better. Are they going to do the <laughs> tour championship at, for corn Ferry this year or not? Uh, they are, but it's, Everyone's status is frozen for a year, so it's uh, they're gonna play them, but they're basically just like corn fairy invitationals. There's no open qualifying or anything, gotcha. but nobody's moving up to the PGA Tour. Oh, because okay. I was, I wanted to. Uh, Mark and I talked about this last year, watching those guys like hit putts to make it into the top twenty-five. Oh my god, Grinding. that's one of the coolest things yeah. in golf. It's one of the coolest things in golf. It's so underrated. Like, I mean, there, it's either you miss a Dude, and they were or you playing make a in Victoria too, of all places. And it's like, and they're shooting under par. And I don't know, it's crazy. Have you played that course, Sean? I actually have not. Yeah. I don't know how I've missed that and, one. But and Scott, you haven't either, right? I haven't. I've I've been out there. I've caddied once out there, and I've I've watched um, a couple of those guys play. It's visually intimidating. I, I was glad I wasn't playing, but, um, that's how I felt watching on TV. Yeah. That final stretch of like three holes on the back nine looks treacherous. 16, 16 is incredibly hard par three. It's like an Island green. And then 17, yeah. it's, isn't that the stupid it's man? It's, it's like, manageable, but 18 is, is, is incredibly difficult. Yeah. It's like, it's a dog leg right around water. It's like four, here, Mark, uh-huh. back tees, but a lot harder, a lot more water. Yeah, huh? It's that. Yeah, yeah so it's, I, it's on my it's on my bucket list for the fall, John. We could maybe have this foursome right That'd here. That'd be kind of fun. I like it. I it like would it. be fun. That we could make. When, so, so you're at what? You're at the Echelon Golf Course uh, right now. Yep. In a, what's the tournament called? So they're doing this series in the u.s for guys on uh, latin and canada called the local iq series so it's made up of uh latin guys pga tour china and pga tour canada um okay. and they're doing eight events uh the final event is 
based on the money list, and it's in the Bahamas, which is kind of cool, at Atlantis. They just announced that last week. Right. But, yeah, first couple of Atlanta. Um, it's kind of Atlanta. I think we go to, like, Auburn, then northern Florida, and work down the Florida east coast. So, kinda. you got kind of like a – is this the first week of the eight tournaments? This is the second week. Second week, okay. And you're yep. you're playing in all of these and trying to qualify for this Bahamas deal. Yep. Okay. They're, they're kind of adding incentives as we go because they put yeah. this tour together really quick. But sure. there's there's PGA Tour starts up for grabs, some, like, sponsored exemption spots for next year. Yeah. And, of course, some some money available. So, okay. so what I mean, what do you have to finish for some PGA Tour, like, top three? Um, it's like, yeah, top, I think that's right on the money list at the end of it. Okay. We're going to get in like the winner gets for sure. in at least two, maybe three PGA tour events next year. Wow. Then they've got other random things like taking your top yeah. 10 or 15 or something. You don't have to go to pre-qualifying for PGA tour events next year. And they're trying to figure out ways they can add perks as we throw, go. Throw guys the bones. Yeah. I like it. What what what? So what will get you like in like exemption for corn ferry? They have anything in that regard, or if you finish um, top ten, will it get you like into half of the corn ferry events next year or something? No, see where it's tough is everyone's status is frozen for oh, a year yeah. because yeah. of COVID. There's no Q school, so you can't really move guys into fields because then you got to move guys out of fields. So all the things yeah. so far have been like Ugh. there's basically getting sponsors exemption spots from people and offering yeah. those makes sense so you you Tough had a though. good round today though that's all yep four under today I was five under through ten was playing really well cooled off at the end but hit 17 degrees my only bogey was a three putt striped it all right that's good now, do you wow do you um you've got do you have a caddy nope actually at these events, they're taking every COVID protocol possible because they don't want us to get the PGA Tour in trouble. I see. So no caddies, no fans. So you have to carry your tour bags all around by yourself. <laughs> well, luckily, I'm not using a staff bag. Do you, yeah. do you have a do you have a push cart? Push cart mafia. Except it's I brought it, but it's too hilly out here. Like oh, it's really? harder to push. I think. Wow. Yeah. It's. You guys, it's hot and hilly. But everybody has to walk. So this week, last week we walked, and it was tough. I was like, you get to the tee and you hope you don't have the honor because you have to catch your breath. Mm. Um, this week's course, we are using carts. They, I don't think they would have been able to head to the tournament if we didn't have carts. I mean, this place is straight up and down. People would have been dropping. Like I flies. looked at, I looked at the pictures of it. It looks really like pretty golf course. Like, oh like yeah, it's topography, awesome. topography wise, <laughs> it looked That's like cool. it was in the mountains. Yeah, it basically is. I mean, <laughs> I I played, so I played about ten holes out here before getting rained out before the first event. I mm-hmm. played the second event's course, and I was assuming we had to walk it. And I've been thinking about it for a week straight, like losing <laughs> sleep at night. Like, oh my god, like, I, I have to walk it. this golf yeah. course. I've been tossing and turning, and we got this email that you're going to be able to use carts. And I almost, I almost cried. I mean, it was. 
yeah. It's life saving. Yeah, part, hey guys, part, I do not shoot four under today if I had to walk. Part of the battle was just being able to get around. I get it. Especially, is it a three day yeah. tournament? Yep. Yeah. That would, I will that say would though, guys, this this guy does have some grit on the golf course. My my only caddy experience with Sean was his first <laughs> uh, Latin America event down in Bogota, Colombia, and. We play a practice round. Everything's going great. And the night of, or I guess in the middle of the night, he gets food poisoning like oh. no other and is just oh. miserable. And I'm thinking, I mean, it's so bad that I'm, I think I might've even said like something about withdrawing. And he was like, no, let's go play. And I'm telling <laughs> you, we're playing Bogota. So we're at huge elevation. And so the yardages are super funky anyway. And yeah, this over kid, eight thousand feet. Yeah, this kid can barely even see. I'm handing him clubs, telling him a yardage and a direction to hit it for eighteen holes, and <laughs> oh he is God. puking. He didn't go one hole without puking multiple times. Oh my Just God. kept going. Well, what did you uh, shoot? My favorite. Grinder. What did you my shoot? My favorite story from that shoot? day. Uh, I think I shot seventy four. Yeah, you did. Awesome. Yeah. I actually, I drove it so good that day, and I just, I think I made like a triple on the back nine, but. I didn't read a putt the whole day. Scott just hit, handed me my putter and it was like, yeah, two cups out left, a little downhill. <laughs> I didn't even think the whole day. Scott was my brain. Oh, my yeah. God. Well, We've got pink. some pretty funny pictures of him in a uh, I'm, I'm gonna get you hospital cart after that. I'm going to get you one of our looper <laughs> t-shirts from the faded golf website. So that'll be good. How was, my, so uh, how my was... favorite story from that round, we're playing with uh, Corey Whitsett and his dad's a doctor. And... Uh, <laughs> We're <laughs> we're walking on the back nine and I'm puking everywhere and he's like, All right, you need I know what you need. You need so many milligrams of this, but you're not gonna be able to hold it down, so we're gonna have to insert it anally. <laughs> <laughs> and I just start laughing. I'm like, All right, at least this guy's cracking jokes trying to keep me lightheaded and he's dead serious. And this <laughs> medic comes by or something and he asks if they have it and they don't. And I don't know if I was relieved or sad, but I <laughs> Pretty sure I was relieved. I think Sean said I'd I'll, I'll just keep puking. <laughs> oh my god! So I was so yeah. I wanted to ask about that. So like, so what was like one of the cooler places to visit was Bogota. Was that pretty cool to hang out? Like it was, it was very cool. Uh, besides the food, boy, we, Club Los Lagartos was. Uh, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, great Dude. spot. Massive city. Um, favorite spots I've been. We played. Uh, played a latin event like in patagonia in northern argentina up in the mountains and that was really cool stayed in like this ski town but it was summer that was awesome santiago chile was super cool city i love buenos aires and then i played canada last summer and that's a canada is amazing had never been there Banff is a place to put on the bucket list if you've never been. Yeah. What is it? Banff. It's like the Canadian Rockies. Yeah. Probably an hour west of Calgary. Drive in there and it's, I mean, all of a sudden mountains just straight up around you. The water is comically blue. It's like glacier water. That's, That's awesome. That's where uh, there's something, Lake Louise you've maybe heard of. Yeah. It's uh, there. So yeah. what? But when you're going and to these tournaments, I mean, do you try to spend time like in Bogota? I mean, evidently you ate something bad and went somewhere. <laughs> do you, do you go out? Yeah. Um, 
I usually go out to eat when I've got like an afternoon tea time. Milk was um, a bad idea. Milk was a bad <laughs> choice. Um, but yeah, it's I'm I'm mainly hanging out around the hotel. Some weeks you're kind of off, way outside the city at like a golf resort type place, and those weeks you're really not leaving the compound much. But if you're in a cool city and you're staying, like in Buenos Aires. getting airbnbs in the city and that was an awesome week dude god forbid you miss a cut you definitely see some yeah. of the city do yeah. some of the do some of the guys do they do they take it pretty hard like do they go out and hit the night pretty good and have uh, way too many cocktails um there's there's i'd say uh friday night there's definitely some guys looking to go drink off a miscut. Yeah. If that's what you're looking for, there's a crew. Now, have, <laughs> have you had have you had any experience, um, you know, on the Mexican mini tour at all? And you know, <laughs> making your way, maybe I don't. Have you got an invite to the Yucatan Masters or the uh, Matamoros Four Ball or anything like that? I have not. Uh. Nope, they still. His, I believe his okay. scorecard is still framed in the clubhouse. Yep, Tijuana, that eight-hole par okay. stretch. But I just wasn't not sure if like you've been able to get you know cross paths with any of that history <laughs> there. Um, you know, play El Chapo's taint. You know, to the to the toughest two-hole stretch. You know, in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> I've not. I I no. actually lipped out to tie his six-hole par <laughs> streak last year, and I was pretty upset right. about so, it. Sounds like Smiley Kaufman. <laughs> have you heard uh, that? Have you heard that podcast <laughs> with 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 him? And oh my oh god, yeah. that's incredible! So, so tell me, so tell me, Smiley, when you're coming down to 18 with a chance to break 80, how does that feel? <laughs> <laughs> I could not believe he asked that question. He's like. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's like, you had a wrist injury and had to, you know, had to quit playing, but you had just come off 76, 74, 77, 73. What's it like to get taken out of your game when you're just peaking? God. Well, what hey, happened? Man. Unfortunately, that would actually apply to me these days. Well, between <laughs> – between um, yeah, between either getting good. you back up to Indiana and, and playing in Victoria, or the next time you feel like you've got you know an event that you need some real you know Indiana amateur or caddying, John and I would be happy to to help you know lug, lug it around. Yeah, um, perfect. And get together. Well, what we'd Love like that. to I'll do keep it in as mind. a tradition, especially when we have um, golf professionals on the show, is we we in. Honestly, it's really kind of in honor of of uh, Club Pro Guy. We like to do a, a quick fire nine um, at the end, and and this will actually be for for both of you guys, so you can both answer. Oh, yeah. um, so I think uh, it it can apply to really any guest. But uh, I will I'll kick start it here because um, I think this will be great for both of you. But if you really get after one, how far can you drive the ball? Well. What are the conditions? Are we downwind? Is it hot? Just, just give me a, a quick fire nine. Quick fire See, nine. I say, yeah. I say sea level, sea level, no wind, no. Just yeah. give me, give flat. me, just. Um, I'm saying three, 
315 carry, 318 carry, 336 total. I saw it happen. I saw it happen at Chatham on the track. Yep. It's fantastic. All right. Lowest round ever. 64. Uh, got a couple 61s. Go. Going low. Uh, oldest club in your bag. Hmm. I'm still Ooh. using putter from college, so I guess 2009. Uh, okay. Oldest okay. club in my bag is like a you two-year-old. Pre- who's putter. who is your club? Who? What kind of clubs are you playing? Or uh, um, I've got a little bit of a deal. Not that I gotcha. get equipment support from Titleist, so I gotcha. play mostly Titleist. Okay. I've got Very a good. Taylor major. Uh, music on the course, fan or dumb? Fan. Fan. Big fan. Um, favorite course you've ever played? Um, mm, yeah, between Pebble. Pebble and Spyglass. Pebble. Okay. Uh, course you most want to play? Um, been over a gust. Banded wow, Dunes. Okay. Yeah, you got to say a right? <laughs> Good point. Now that I yeah, think about now that. Now that I think about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to play I mean, Augusta, like but I want to earn my way there. I'm going to do the same. I'm going to win the mid am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll it. see you there. I'll see you there. Yep. Mid am. <laughs> Love it. Um, best looking golf swing on tour. The easy answer, Adam Scott. Scott. Yeah, I'll say Adam Tiger. Scott. I love that. Really? Okay. Yeah. No, All right. Do. It's just mesmerizing. Yeah. Um, score from your – oh, love uh, I changed that. Boom, Freddie boom. Couples. Love Mark that. is not – Mark's not a Tiger guy. Nope. You can scratch him off the list. Um, Almost said Mark uh, Howe after this week. It's a solid-looking golf swing. True. Yeah, um, score from your worst round in competition, college, or pros? I uh, shot an 88 yes. at Mirfield Village my freshman year. Gosh, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm sure I shot like an 89, though. I'm sure of it. <laughs> You're like, Colleen, one, and Colleen, I know I'm one worse than my brother. I know yeah, I I'm, am. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I mean, in like a spring tournament where That's it's a tough one. still probably uh, right. snowing and 30 mile yep. an hour winds, I'm sure that I just. Right. You got 50 layers on. Yeah. You just, you're rusty a little bit. Yep. I get it. I've tried to erase those things from my memory, but I'm sure they happened. It I, took me about two years to get over that. Because everybody reminded you of that 88, <laughs> too, right? I remember shooting 100. I remember shooting 100. Yeah, mainly just the, myself. Um, Hamilton County, uh, you know, high school tournament, whatever it was at Harbor Trees. And I came in and my coach was like, what'd you shoot? Like, he was all excited. I go, 100. And he looked at me, he goes, what? <laughs> and he, dude, I never, the rest, all, I just, just this what? And just this look of astonishment in his eyes. I'll, I'll never forget it. I'll just never forget it. Yeah. I had, I probably lost eight balls out of bounds that day. I don't know. It's crazy. Um, last, last question. 
on a scale of one yep. to five with one being total garbage and five being epic and elite, I should say, uh, how would you rate your punch out game? Mm. I'm going to, well, I can't say five because I hit a punch out out of bounds last week in competition. Um, I'm going to go 3.7 for me, but it's only because I do it more than Sean. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Uh, John has a fantastic punch out game. I'm a nine and a half. Nine and a half. Out of five. Just a. Oh, any, I mean, any, he just, just visualizes it. better than the rest it. of us. Any like short, uh, unorthodox type shot, I'm I'm pretty yeah. good at. I, I dude, I I can guarantee I'm probably like a, you know, one point five on that. Uh, I if there's a branch that is somehow hanging out somewhere, I I will clip it. So my punch out game is nowhere near elite. I just try to. <laughs> I've worked really hard at trying to keep it in play off the tee in the last couple of years. So. Well, uh, that was fun, guys. Uh, appreciate the, the quick nine there, and appreciate your time. Yeah. John, do you have any other big hard-hitting no. questions before we let these guys be free and let Sean get some rest before tomorrow? No, we just want to, you know. So you have two more. You have two more rounds. Is that correct? All right. What kind of well, advice? Two more we, rounds. Yeah. You know, we're we're here for advice. What kind of advice would you like from us going into the next two days? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just like to gain some of you guys' mental fortitude. Uh, well, I send you know, that over. I've, after playing with Duncan, I've been I've been kind of Instagram uh, direct message buddies with him, and I asked him. I went down to Sea Island uh, a couple weeks ago, and I said, "Hey, what's the secret?" And he said, uh, "And Scotty will probably appreciate this." And he said, "Fairways, greens, and good routines." So. <laughs> And Scott probably remembers where that came Ooh, from. I sure do. I sure and, do. <laughs> uh, so if, if I'll give you a tip going into the next couple of days, it seems to work for, well, it hasn't necessarily worked for Tyler the, the last couple of weeks, um, but it He'll seems it to be something that, yep, he's going to get it back. Hey, sure, so, Sean, sure, I got something for you. So just visualize this golf club. Yep. Just like it's it, – it, just put in your mind that it's Kokomo Country Club. Just, just put that – just put that in your mind that it's Kokomo Country Club uh-huh. you're out there. Doesn't mean shit. Green fees twenty bucks. Beers are two fifty. Lunch we had there, and you shoot a smooth sixty-five like you just like there's nothing. Sixty-four, sixty-five. That's love it. That is. I ride with that. Ride with that. You even said earlier on to take that that uh, take that tiger mentality that you said you admire so much, which is the playing smart, right? And, you know, aim for those smart targets and you'll be fine, man. Yep. You got the game, dude. I saw it. You do have it. I ain't, I'm Love not it. shitting you. Yeah, I think you do. Do it. Sure does. We'll Appreciate be watching. That. We'll be following you so and too. following along. And we'll, uh, we'll obviously check in um, after the tournament. And we'd love to have you back on some point. And obviously, we'd love to play some golf with you next time you get, you know, once you get through yeah. your, uh, hey, your smart. southern swing here. Mark, I, uh, Scott, Scott, Scott is, uh, he's absolutely our down in, um, Scott, but he's our fourth down tomorrow for, uh, the IU oh, course. You get to go down and play, uh, the who the new Hoosier track. I like it. I know. I, I'm going to wear all my Purdue stuff, but I'll be there. <laughs> they, they might not let you on. I will say <laughs> that 
uh, keep it. You're going into liberal Collegeville, so <laughs> be be aware that like you basically can't. Uh, they basically don't even want you to come inside the building at all there, and let the fact that um, you know you can take a cart and it's your own cart is going to be legit. And they'll there's free bottles of water everywhere because they don't even have the concession stand open. But we're going to uh, Little Zagreb afterwards. Oh, I'm jealous. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to well, be a I good can, day. I can honestly say I've never talked to my brother on the phone for this long my whole life. That's awesome. You guys this feeling pretty a, weird? Man, family that Yeah. I guess I'll That's see you at Thanksgiving, right? Were <laughs> <laughs> we allowed I to guess do so. that? Like, get together, Thanksgiving? I don't know. Oh, well, yeah, I guess weird. maybe not. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I don't know. Just kind of depends. Well, hey, you guys have a great time. That that new foul course is fantastic. Keep it in the short grass is my biggest tip there for tomorrow. And um, with that, we'll catch up with you guys uh, here soon and uh, hopefully play some golf soon. Thank you. Good, Good luck, luck, Sean. Thanks, Appreciate guys. It. Thanks, guys. Right on. Thanks, Thanks for having Bye. us on. Bye.